We are raw and real mothers sharing our struggles, triumphs, and everything in between. We are all about being authentic and sharing who we are. None of us have it all together. We know how hard motherhood is. We also know how joyful motherhood is. We're here to grow with you. We're here to empower and support each other. As we share our hearts, we become stronger. Our stories bring us together. The mother heart is within every woman. We're so excited to be with you again and just want to let people know who's with us tonight. I'm Rachel and we have Tanya. Hi. Ana Maria. Hello. And Shirley. Hey. So we're just going to get started. We, Our topic tonight is knowing who we are. We just wanted to discuss this with you all and share our thoughts. We're not experts on this by any means. And this is an open dialogue, so we're going to explore this together and hope you enjoy our discussion. I wanted to start out by reading a quote from by Anne Lamott. Let's just hope that's right. I should have researched that before we came. But okay. it's the article is titled Becoming the Person You Were Meant to Be, Where to Start. So this is the quote. She says, We begin to find and become ourselves when we notice how we are really notice how we are already found. Already, truly, entirely, wildly, messily, marvelously, who we were born to be. The only problem is that there is also so much other stuff, typically fixations with how people perceive us, how to get more out, more of the things that we think. Sorry, guys, I'm not good at this. We should start over. <laughs> I mumble when I do this. Okay, let me just start this part. Okay, the only problem is that there is also so much other stuff, typically fixations with how people perceive us, how to get more of the things that we think will make us happy, and with keeping our weight down. So the real issue is, how do we gently stop being who we aren't? So I was thinking we could talk about that first, is who are we not? Like, how do we gently stop being who we aren't? And what kind of things in this society try to tell us who we are? Just all those kind of I love when you read that quote and you said how, um, what's her name? How Anne said that there's, the problem is that there's so much stuff and fixations on how people perceive us. I think who we are not is how people perceive us. How we think people perceive us. How we think people perceive us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have um, she also said in her article, you have to make mistakes to find out who you aren't as well. Okay. So as we are trying to move away from perfection and allowing ourselves to mess up, we begin to see like who we truly are. And um, I guess when I thought about making mistakes, like, okay, I'm going to try all these different avenues to see what works for me. Like thinking about like a career in life or just, um, a vocation. And I was thinking back to my college years and I was like, I can't mess this up. I can't afford to, there's, you know, all this money that's going into college and I, I just need to decide and go with it because I felt like I couldn't afford to, to mess it up, but she's saying part of the answer to finding out who you are is to actually mess up, mess up, try out different things and fail. And, and I think the key is fail, exactly, yeah. but stand up again and try again and try harder and try better. And if you fail right. again, get up again. Yeah. Right. I also think that some of the thoughts that have come to me when I thought about this is 
nothing we do, nothing we say, nothing we achieve, nothing we fell at, nothing, nothing. We're not human doings. We're human beings. So if we be, like, none of those things define who we are. There is an essence of who we are beyond anything that we do or don't do. And I think that's what we're trying to come in tune with, become in contact with it. Is it's what being. is that being inside of us? Mm-hmm. And what does that feel like? And who is that person? And so I was going to say, let's move on, Anna to the kind of some of the thoughts you've had. With okay. That. So I love that you said we are beings. Um, so just with me, imagine a sphere. The first sphere, I'm going to talk about two spheres. The first sphere is you. It is your essence, your spirit, and who you truly are. It's your heart. And then there's a second sphere on the outside of that first sphere. And that is the natural man, your mind, or your ego. So it's spirit and body, basically. So as human beings, we often forget who we really are because because of all of the distractions and the chaos that surround us. And I believe that Satan's one of his best tactics and tools is to distract us, even with the good things in life. We become distracted with so many good things we have to do for someone or um, doing, just constantly doing, 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 and not being still, right? Mm -hmm. So, but then when we're distracted, it becomes so much easier for us to not be in the present moment. And we become depressed because of unhealed pain from our past or we become anxious because of fears and scenarios we make up about the future. Um, There's a wonderful book by Eckhart Tolle and it's called The Power of Now and he talks about how important it is to be in the present moment and he says the quickest way out of the ego or the natural man is the now, the present moment. When you are in the now, you are being you. You are your true self, your core self, your higher self. You are leading with your spirit and with your heart. And um, when we are being our true selves, we also let go of fears. Um, Let's see, there's a quote by Myra from the host of an Ayurveda Ayurveda podcast that I listened to, and she said, fear results from a disconnection from our higher selves. Mm -hmm. That really touched me when she said that, because often I find myself in fear and anxious and wondering how in the world am I going to get through the day or, um, so do you, do any of you have any comments to make on those things that I said? Maybe I was thinking, how do we, um, how have you guys brought yourself into the present moment? How do you stay centered in that moment, in the now? Like, it's a very difficult thing. I think it takes practice. For me, it takes practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's something like an art you develop over time to get better and better at of being present with your self and being at peace with yourself and being in the now. So what are some things you guys do to bring yourself to that moment, to that place? I feel like prayer is a huge oh, yeah. one. Just praying. I feel like it allows the ego or the natural man to let, just let go and it, to release the 
the soul to connect to God and to transcend this like human experience mm-hmm. so we can discover more of who we are and also learn to trust God more too in the process in this process of life and living totally I definitely feel like God gave us that tool to bring us to the moment. Mm-hmm. In the so, now. Yeah. You have to be in the now when you're praying, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'm talking to God right now. God's listening. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I find myself at my best self, my highest self, as soon as I'm in nature. I'm no longer thinking about what happened in the past or anxieties I have coming up in the future. I am completely surrounded by Heavenly Father's love when I'm in nature. Mm-hmm. And um, I just feel His love. And so because I feel His love, I feel who I am. And that's a beautiful feeling. And that definitely puts me into the present moment very fast when I can get out outdoors. Yeah. Tony, do you have any? So I sometimes use meditation techniques, focus on my breathing get really grounded with my senses. What's, what do I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? You know, all of those. And that helps a ton, especially focusing on my breathing because yes. every breath is a gift from God, right? So maybe that's sort of like prayer. But mm-hmm. he, we get all of our breath from him. He gives us our breath minute by minute, second by second. So that helps. But also one thing that really helps me is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Just finding things to be grateful for. That'll put you right in that heart space. <laughs> and to be grateful for right now. Like, I am so grateful, you know, whatever, for this room that we're sitting in that we can meet together. I'm so yeah. grateful for these people <laughs> that are sitting with me or my kids that are right here with me. They're going to grow up so fast. Yeah. So, what's the reverse? of being present is not being present. So what are things that distract us from being our true selves, from being present and in the moment? I'll add some. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Regrets about your past (laughs) (laughs) or baggage or things that you haven't dealt with from your past that you're still carrying with you. Um, Worries about your future fears and what's going to happen and worst case scenarios and things like that. And just things like, oh, how do I look? How do other people perceive me? Worrying about what other people think. When I'm making assumptions of what other people Mm -hmm. are thinking, which most of them are probably completely false and that's Mm -hmm. not necessary and does not bring me to my higher self when I do those type of things. I I like to try to get into the present moment, like like a daily meditation. I try to do it at least once a day or just, you know, prayer and scriptures and journaling and gratitude, actually. And a lot of times I find that when I'm trying to tune into my higher self or my being, that I do feel pretty intense emotions that will come up, mm-hmm. like either fear or anger mm-hmm. or pain or sorrow I mean grief whatever I mean but I just feel like that's a gift in that moment that it's showing up and that that is part of finding out who I am is working through those things Mm -hmm. and freeing my spirit and my mind of the 
the past or the baggage from the past. So I've had people, books, friends, different things that have helped me guide me through that that journey so that I don't, when I am going still to my heart, I feel more still and I feel the now better and more frequently. And I think over time as I've healed, I've been able to really become present with myself and feel myself more because I've allowed myself to heal through those hard things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, and I think that's part of the gift of being present is you do feel those because yeah, otherwise you're going to stuff it away and and that's going to lead to other problems. <laughs> yep. Yeah, if you don't address those problems, then they compound. Yeah. Or they or show up in other show. ways, yeah. manifest in your body or wherever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, this is definitely a journey, don't you guys think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I, when I think of the truly happiest people I know, they are typically present. Yeah. They don't typically dwell on things that aren't going right, even though they have things in their life that aren't perfect, that aren't going just right, but they still stay present. And so I believe knowing who we are, truly who we are, brings us that happiness. Truly. Because we can feel the love of Heavenly Father and His Son. That's a great point, because when you're present, you can deal with whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. In the present moment, you can deal with what's happening. The thing I think that trips us up is fears and regrets of things that aren't even happening right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, they're they're no longer they're not there even. It's, yeah, yeah. So the gift mm -hmm. is the present moment. Like God gave us that mm -hmm. gift of this very moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my my husband has kind of a funny sense of humor about this, but he's like, look look at our cat. She's not worried about tomorrow. She's not thinking about the past. Like, she doesn't think about that she's going to eventually die. Whereas we all know, <laughs> as conscious beings, yeah, we're all going to die. She's not worried about that. She's worried about the present moment, the now, right now. Is there food in my bowl or just whatever? Is there a mouse to catch? Yeah, that's why I go sit by a tree sometimes. I literally do. And I just, like, sit with the tree because the tree does not exist only right now exactly. it's not it's mm -hmm. so present so mm -hmm. grounded into the earth so connected to god through the the leaves like pointing up to him it's just so divinely connected and i'm like okay I'm just gonna sit here with the energy of this tree and it's gonna teach me to be still mm -hmm. and so i do that in my backyard <laughs> yeah there's a scripture that says be still and know that i am god yeah when we are still or present or in the now it's so much easier to feel his presence yeah. because he is in the now. Mm -hmm. And to know ourselves. I was just thinking about like a pool of water, like a still pool of water. You can see your clearest reflection in. Mm -hmm. If it's mm -hmm. wavy and bumpy, you can't see. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Let's transition into the thought. You guys kind of help us think through this thought of um, like when we see when we're in the presence of God, or we know God and we know his character, we know who he is, how does that reflect back to us who we are? Like, I just mm -hmm. think that is a beautiful thing to think about when we're trying to find out who we are, is like knowing God. What are your guys' thoughts? I've had a lot of thoughts on this over the past year. And the thought came because I was actually agitated at the concept of perfection. 
and I was considering what is perfection? Why can't we ever attain perfection in this life? Or in the life to come, it's going to take so much, so much time, so long to become perfect like Heavenly Father. And then I opened my scriptures and um, so those random thoughts would be going through my mind. And as I was doing my scripture study, I came across a few scriptures and slowly over the course of a year, the year, Heavenly Father taught me truth. And in John 4, 8, it says that God is love. And then in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, it says, Be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So a light bulb just went off in my brain, and I was like, what? We're commanded to be perfect as our heavenly parents are. That B is in the now, isn't it? I just yeah. Realized oh, B. yes. Oh, B. cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, so B. What does that mean? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So, so cool. Thanks for adding that. Cool. Yeah. So we're commanded to be perfect, and that would agitate me because I'm like, we can't be perfect. So right. don't command us to be perfect. That's not nice. <laughs> and, and then he says, "Be therefore perfect." Even as my Father, who is per which is in heaven, is perfect. So then, if we remember what John four eight says that God is love, then we can be perfect. We can be love. We can be as He is. And then I went to Moroni chapter seven verse forty eight, and um, it says, "Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all." the energy of heart. I thought that was important. We're praying with our hearts, and that's who we are. That ye may be filled with this love. This is the love of God that we're talking about, which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ, that ye may become the sons and daughters of God, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is that we may have the hope, this hope, that we may be purified even as he is pure. Amen. And the line that really struck out to me in this verse was, for we shall see him as he is. Do you guys see or understand like what it means to see him as he is? Um, I'll, I'll just expound. I feel like when we see him as he is, we know who he is. We see that he is love. And as we see him, then we see ourselves, which is also a reflection of who he is, which is love. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the answer are the answers to who we are is filled is in the scriptures. We are commanded to be perfect as God is. And God is love, and we're commanded to pray with all the energy of our hearts that we may be filled with this love. Because when we do that, we come to know who we are. We come to see Him as He is. That's beautiful. That was one of the ways I feel like I started to know more of who the essence of my spirit is and who I am is like is praying for that charity with all my heart. I think I did that for a, a whole year. Like I just concentrated on that just really praying for that. And I started to 
feel God's love really strongly, obviously. And I started to see people the way I feel like Heavenly Father can see them. And I feel like that's through seeing people like that, I was able to see myself more like that. Mm -hmm. Like this is different eyes. These are different eyes. These are Mm -hmm. spiritual eyes, not not temporal eyes, not Mm -hmm. worldly eyes. They're God's eyes, spiritual eyes. And I just think that is a beautiful way to see people, to see the world and to love others. I don't know. It was a a turning, one of the important things for me. Yeah, because when we see each other as we are, as we truly are, then all judgment is set aside and love fills that space. I had a similar experience except for different because I prayed to know how God sees me, mm-hmm. and I still do that. And by doing that, I I could see him as he was, because I could see that oh. he loved me, even yeah. when I didn't feel like I deserved it. Even when I knew I had flaws and weaknesses, he still loved me so much. Mm-hmm. And through his love, I saw him, I saw myself, and I saw other people too. So I think it can go any way you want it to go. It can go loving toward other people. It can go asking for God's love for us. Because isn't that, pray with all the energy of heart that you may be filled with this love. Couldn't you pray for that for yeah, yourself totally. too? Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think through that power, then you get perfection. Yeah. And I feel like I've had moments of quote-unquote perfection, not the worldly perfection of being perfect at music because I, you know, um, or being perfect at art or perfect, you know, in all those worldly senses of the word perfection. But I feel like I have had moments of perfection where I am filled with that pure, unconditional love. Like when I hold my child for the first time in my arms and instances like that, or just seeing someone for who they truly are. I feel like that's a moment where I feel that perfect love. Those moments where you were being in the now and experiencing that love in that moment Mm -hmm. for that individual. I was definitely in the now when I felt those, Mm -hmm. that unconditional love. Um, When I think of the word, the pure love of Christ, the pure love, Um, That's one of the lessons I've learned is pure. That means it has no, nothing attached to it. Mm -hmm. There's no expectation. There's no, like, there's no motivation, ulterior motive. There's no reason why he loves me. It's only just out of pure love. And so I've tried to think about that with my relationships with my family members and things. It's like, how do you love purely? That is the goal. It's not Mm -hmm. the goal to make sure I do everything perfect in my day and I don't yell or scream at my kids or I don't, Uh, you know, and then I check every box off. The goal is like, how do I find that pure love with those in my family? Mm -hmm. And that is perfection, right? Yes. And so how do I love purely the pure Mm -hmm. love of Christ? Yeah. All right. You guys have any other thoughts about who we are and topic? Uh, I guess I'll add that looking into the eyes of the people who love you, you will see your true reflection back in their eyes, right? Like You will see, oh my goodness, this person loves me so much. How can they? Can I love myself that much? Can I appreciate all the things about myself that they do? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah. I had that experience today, actually, with my husband. He's in a getting treatment in this place, and I went to see him, and he introduced me to all of his friends that he's meeting there and that he's going through this experience with, and he honestly was shining. Like, he was shining. He was, like, filled with light. And, sorry, I'm getting emotional, but it just, it just made me realize that those people there are reflecting to him their love and who he truly is. And I feel like he's realizing that about himself. It's like he's stepping into that person because they're reflecting that love to him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is so true about what you said. And people can see who they are through our eyes and how we see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. So isn't that interesting how we need one another to help <laughs> us see ourselves? Yeah. God has given us one another definitely to, to help to support way. each other we're here to learn love mm-hmm. and we just don't do that in a bubble or in a yeah. vacuum <laughs> with one another yeah i'm grateful for that that's interesting because we're here to learn love and yet we are love mm-hmm. at our core at our essence mm-hmm. at our spirits mm-hmm Tell me what you guys think about this, because I just listened to this. I told you about this earlier, but um, I listened to this book, and the lady said, if you don't have love for yourself, then you're going to be so fixated on getting that love that you need Mm -hmm. that you aren't able to give it to other people. Mm -hmm. And she talked a little bit about getting to know yourself, because that's how you can grow to love yourself. But... I don't know. What's your take on that? Definitely think that's true. I agree. How does that, how does that, this is what I'm trying to figure out. How does that, because what you said is true. We need each other Mm -hmm. to know who we are and to feel that love. Mm -hmm. So how does, how do both of those balance out? It's probably both. I think it comes from both directions. Like you both were saying, it comes from all directions. Kind of reciprocal kind of <laughs> Yeah, like thing. the eternity sign. Uh-huh. Yeah, it comes from yeah, all directions. I was going through a challenge with some family of mine, and I was resisting the... I was resisting going to see them or to visit them. I was resisting putting my love out or accepting their love. I just... I was having some struggles, and... Then I had two wonderful friends um, come over to my house, and I told them what was going on, and they told me um, to lead with my heart. And I was just like, what? How in the world do I lead with my heart when I'm so angry? And then I realized you can't lead with your heart if you're in the natural man, if that's where your mind is. And so I, instead of of shoving the pain away, I just said, I'm going to set it aside. I'm going to see how it feels to lead with my heart just for this moment in time. Mm -hmm. And I did that and I prayed. I prayed to stay present. I prayed to be an observer rather than someone who makes assumptions. And I was able to go visit my family and it was a wonderful experience. We had a great time. But I wouldn't have come to that spot to 
move forward and to lead with my heart if it wasn't for my friends who saw me for who I am. And yeah, so support is essential. And it's so essential to have people in your life who see you for who you truly are. Right. Can I add to that? Yeah. Yeah, Like, because there are so many people, I guess I'm going to quote from the article again. Um, um, It's in many people's best interest for you to not find yourself. But in order to move forward in life, it's in your best interest and the whole whole world to find yourself. So it's important, too, to find people who will support you and love you unconditionally. Um, And there may be times where our family members don't provide, are not able to provide that for us, that we may need to look elsewhere to find those people to help us see our true selves. I feel like we're building a muscle, like... I think ultimately we want to love ourselves without any, like intrinsically just love who we are without any other outside External influence. validation. Like yeah. just eventually you're going to just stand up tall, straight inside yourself <laughs> and like, this is who I am and I love myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. We all wish we were there right now. At least I do. <laughs> but I think all these other aspects that we're talking about help us to get to that place. And I feel like over time, my love for myself has definitely grown. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have accepted myself and loved myself more and more and more and more and more as time has gone on and as I've learned how. Or I've, I've all these different things we talked about, they've all had an influence in my life. So what do you think about that with your question? Like, I don't Yeah, know. I think it is a muscle. And I think that maybe it's like when we're babies, we need a lot of support and help, but eventually mm-hmm. we get stronger and more skilled and we can be more independent and and then we get to a place of interdependent where we we are reliant on other people but we are working together with them thank you so much for joining our mother heart circle please send us your thoughts inspiration experiences and stories your voice is important your wisdom and your hearts are needed we believe in you we love you and thank you for being you